Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Davis is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy, happy. What day is it? Wednesday. They start to run together at this point. Scoots, not a lot of sleep, but we're up and we're at them. Roll How call. Are you? <laughs> there you are. Oh, I, was boy. I was waiting for the roll call. Uh, uh, you're, that's not good. What's not that's good? That's not good. What's not good? You're coming, you're coming out my, my speakers instead of my headphones. And why is that happening to start this morning? I have no idea. No, it, does, it doesn't sound like it. It's not coming over the air that way. So if you could figure it out, well, that's then good. I'll try to, I'll try to figure it out momentarily, but until then, good morning. Welcome in Wednesday edition, Kentucky roll call hump day. It was a late night, uh, no Fair. doubt about that. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Wednesday morning. Roush is going to be joining us momentarily, has uh, some some dad duties to take care of after after a long night. But uh, it was it was fun. Didn't didn't go the way that we that we wanted it to go. We're going to talk all about it. On this Wednesday edition of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. And again, Nick Roush will be hopping in here momentarily. Get your text in on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Scoots, everything was delayed a little bit this morning. Have a morning routine, involves several different things, letting the dog out, feeding the dog. Uh, getting the house kind of like prepped for morning, morning time, if you will. And obviously not going to bed till 1, 1 1.15, whatever time it was. All that stuff got, uh, it got a little pushed back. So I didn't have time really to check out the text line this morning. How is it? Pretty jam-packed? It is pretty loaded. Yeah. And which you would expect it to be after a game like last night. And and you mentioned the game didn't go like you all were hoping, but I would argue that it went better. Than we were hoping. I mean, there was a lot of people that I had talked to yesterday that were like, oh, slam Kansas, they're going to kill Kentucky. And so that's kind of the mindset I had going into the game, but that's not what we got. It That was a hell of an early season college basketball game. Awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk all about it. I, I guess really, I don't know. Maybe maybe no no point for even. 
for even morning pleasantries up to up to this point because it's what everybody wants to talk about. It almost feels like this is just a really late edition of a post game show or something like that. It's just you know we don't get on for like five hours after the after the game for whatever reason. Um, it, it the under hit on the time by the way on the over under time of what time tip off would be. We set the line at nine forty seven and a half. Everybody scoots was taking the over. Oh, it'll be closer to ten fifteen than it will be to nine forty seven. Uh, listen, we we don't we're not in the just like Vegas. We're not in the business of losing money. I, I think it didn't hit though, right? It, it was it it one it one hundred percent hit the under. So, it was a nine forty three tip or nine forty five. Really? So they announced that it was going to be nine forty five, and then you had the broadcasters come on, Shulman and Jay Billis, and they started talking. And then at the bottom, it said tip off now at nine fifty. So I was I didn't keep an eye on the clock what time we actually tipped, but it went from nine forty five to nine fifty. So I think the over hit. I, I I think well you know that, that's a interesting interesting take. Uh, they didn't start right at like the time that they said on the clock, but I don't think they. I, I think nine fifty was a little late. Mm. Ooh, interesting. Okay, I'm pretty sure the under hit. I mean, I was like looking at my clock when they tipped the ball, uh, but I I don't know. I maybe maybe I was. Maybe, maybe something was off. Who, who's to say? But they eventually got underway. Duke, Kansas, or excuse me, Michigan State, Duke. They finish. Tom Izzo does what he always does, drags out games. Then he calls a timeout with 17 seconds left, Scoots, just to not have them foul again afterwards, which I was actually cool with, obviously. But, uh, gosh, that guy. He, he loves coaching them up, loves being the, the center of attention in a game. Then the game eventually starts, and Scoots has a take that I feel like the U.K. fan base it only took till the third game to be divided because people have the take that Scoots have – People have the take that I have, and I really think we're all probably more meshed and together. I, I couldn't believe some of like the interaction to my tweets yesterday, and I think it was the minority of people, but I still it was too many. I was just scooch. My overall take was, yeah, you're you're happy with last night. You're super pumped for the outlook for the entire season. This is going to be a really really fun group, and we we know. Uh, and good reason why UK lost to Kansas. You don't have any of your seven footers. You got torched inside. It's understandable how the final score happened. But once you were watching that game, Kentucky was the better team. Better teams should want to come out with wins. And Kentucky didn't come out with a win. Now, one and six in, in the last seven Champions Classic, which is inexcusable. I'm not having any big, grandiose takes about Calipari. I don't think he coached his best game for what it's worth. We're going to give fair criticism where we think it's due. I don't think that was his best effort, all things considered. Yes, everything is going to be great. This is going to be a really fun year. I, there was just moments last night I was straight up giddy watching the Cats. They were so entertaining. But you let a golden opportunity slip through your fingers for, for nothing. For a bunch of missed open shots that they were making for the most part, uh, there was definitely some question questionable officiating. We're going to talk about that as the show goes on today. Some questionable coaching decisions from Calipari, which we'll talk about as the show goes on today. And before you knew it, Scoots, you were up six coming out of the final TV timeout. It was really four, but there was a foul. So UK had two free throws. 
That made it six by the time Kansas inbounded the ball after the TV timeout. Final TV timeout, you're up six points. That every single time, I don't care if you're playing against Kansas or A&M Commerce, you close out that damn basketball game if you're the University of Kentucky. So you let a golden opportunity slip away. That's disappointing. This team will learn from it. This team will be better moving forward. I cannot wait to watch this team grow. But that was a disappointing finish. And on Selection Sunday, that won't hurt you. Like, you're not, oh, that that close loss to Kansas. We're going to bump them down a seed. But you just had an opportunity at a free seed jump line, one whole line with that win, and you – and you blew it. You kind of blew it, and you shouldn't have because you were the better team than Kansas. It showed. Anybody watching that game, it showed at halftime of that game. And it was a bad way to close the half, and that ended up mattering, unfortunately. It was a bad way to close the half. It was a bad way to close the half, but, you know, Scooch, I know people are texting us. We're doing – what are they texting? We're doing a radio show. <laughs> it's just Dugan. You don't have to respond. You, you can do radio. Well, when your phone vibrates 15 times when you're talking, you think, like, is something up? Do we need, is there, like, is the show on the air? Is everything okay? Yeah, it's all good. Cats are going to learn from this. It's going to be all right. Golden opportunity slipped through their fingers. I'm not doing moral victories for UK basketball. This isn't Indiana. This isn't U of L. We're not doing that sort of stuff. Uh, that was a game they should have won. The better team did not come out with the win. We should be a little bummed by that. That doesn't mean we need to panic or, you know, try to get Calipari fired or anything like that. It was just a, a poor finish to what was otherwise a really, really, really good game, Scoots. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. But the one thing that you have to keep in mind, and, and we'll talk on it a bunch today, I'm sure, but the fact that Kentucky didn't have those three bigs. And if this game, I was telling Gil last night at the end of the game, if, if Kentucky and Kansas play again in March, I – I like Kentucky's odds to win that game if because you would like to think they would have one, two, maybe even all three of those bigs. But really, the fact that they were in that game, had a chance to win, and didn't have those big guys, and you had to go up against Hunter Dickinson, one of the best centers in college basketball, who very much showed that last night. He had a hell of a game, which you expect him to when Kentucky's short on bigs like that. But the fact that they were in that game and had a chance to win and you got all the exciting performances, whether it was Adu or Dillingham, both those guys last night were electric and a lot of fun. I think there were a number of really good performances last night that gave Kentucky a chance to win that game. And really, that's all you can ask for. I mean, I, I know you want to be a little more greedy and get the win because of the seed I mean, line. It's literally not all you can ask for. Can Kentucky has the most wins in, in college basketball. Yeah, I know, but if you yeah. ask any Kentucky fan last night prior to that game, are we going to win this game, 98% of them are telling you no shot. Yeah, and we're all wrong all the time. But once that game started, that was UK was the better team and didn't come away with a win. That's disappointing. Who cares what your preseason or pregame expectations are? Once the ball's tipped and you're seeing it unfold, you're thinking to yourself like, well, you know, close this one out. And and no, you know, no offense. I don't care so much about the Champions Classic, but it is this like propped up, served up opportunity for a quality win in the first week of the season, technically the second week of the season. And for now, six out of the last seven times, you haven't you haven't taken advantage of it. And last year was the exact same thing. UK had that game one. They were playing Michigan State. They were the better team. And they just let it go late. 
the the scary thing, Scoots, is that team for the most part never really figured out how to close out games against quality teams that came down to the wire. Arkansas, a bit of an exception on the road late in the season. I'm sure there's maybe a couple other ones because they did end up beating some good teams. But that Kansas State game, you, you know, what was the difference between Kentucky and that Kansas State game and Kentucky and that Michigan State game? One was at the very beginning of the season. One was at the end of the season. UK just didn't hit enough shots when it mattered the most in either scenario. Point being, I don't want this, you know, I, I, this team's got to finish out how to how to, they have got to figure out how to finish out games, close out games. It's an important part of college basketball, and it probably is the biggest discrepancy between experienced teams and young teams. Although, Scoots, it was one of UK's most experienced players, and Antonio Reeve, who had a little bit of a Kansas State flashback going ice cold in the final three minutes, Jeez. missing pretty much every shot. I think 0 from 7 in that stretch. Before then, he wasn't necessarily lighting it up. I think he was three of ten from three and four of eight from the from from two. So that would be seven of eighteen, which isn't which isn't setting the nets on fire, but it's not terrible either. Three of ten from three again, not not Antonio Reeves is better than a 30% three-point shooter, but not the worst in the world. But in that final two minutes, 33 seconds, three minutes, whatever it was. He misses seven additional three, seven, and you look at that stat line, three of 17 from deep from Antonio Reeves, and you know there, there's a, a bit of the ball game right there. You also have DJ Wagner, who was just ice freaking cold, one of 12. That's that. That's not what Kentucky's looking for. And Justin hit, Edwards didn't hit a shot. That was absolutely shocking to me that Justin Edwards didn't hit a shot. So scoots along those points and following the UK sentiment that you're more so expressing. Um, I'm on the kind of a again. I think we're all pretty similar, but uh, there's basically two sides. Like, oh, no big deal. This is awesome. Cats are going to be awesome. It's a bummer they lost a close game. Versus, ah, you let one slip away. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. Cats are going to be awesome. But shucks, you really let one go. They shouldn't have had that happen. You can make the case that even with those players going a combined, let me do a little quick math here. 8 of 43, holy moly, 8 of 43, and you still felt like you were the better team? You still felt like you should have won? Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I, I do. So a lot, to, and speaking of I do, Udu, he was awesome. There's oh. no kidding about that. A double-double, 16 and 13, playing above the rim, getting physical. So much to like about this team. Uh, it does look like a classic Calipari team. The effort level from pretty much everybody across the board diving on the floor. Something that stood out to me, basketball IQ is back, baby. Just the way that and, – and they weren't perfect all the time, but just the way that they would kind of clog the lanes. I don't want to make too much about, like, the bringing in the Welch fella – or the Welsh fella, excuse me, not Welch. I think Welch is the strength trainer. Welsh is the guy that they brought in that's supposedly this basketball genius. They look much more prepared for what Kansas was going to do and what Kansas wanted to do. And I was really impressed by that. Uh, it, they were anticipating like where Kansas was going, and sometimes it ended up being a foul, which was disappointing. How about Rob Dillingham? He jumps that pass lane, and the ball just kind of gets stuck in between him and the Kansas player's hand. UK was ready for what Kansas was going to throw out there. That was fun to see as well. It's going to be an awesome season. So much to like about it. 
and that's how uh, Scooch. That's why I think I'm even more kind of like bummed with last night. This is going to be a fun year. This is going to be awesome. And we're going to look back and just be, hey, Kentucky was better than Kansas. That's a bummer. That one got away. Let's hope that we see him again. Because I do. I do. And uh, I, I will say one area where they could have been a little bit better. And I think it was scouting report versus you need to make this adjustment and switch it. You, you cannot leave Dewan Harris that open. He's not known to be this great scorer. He's not known to be this shoot first guy. But Jay Billis was spot on. Like, if you were going to dare him to, to shoot, he's going to make you pay. That should have been adjusted. They should have stopped going under screens with him. Now that you need to overplay him, but you really needed to start respecting that three after he hit, what, his his fifth? Mm-hmm. I mean, that that was an adjustment they needed to switch on. I get the idea of like, hey, you don't, don't worry about it. He's not a perimeter threat, but he's not severe wheeler either. You, you couldn't do the disrespectful playing off him. That was one area where coaching made a bit mistake. But uh, we're running through all of our just thoughts, all of my thoughts from a, a, a fun game last night that I was disappointed with the final score. Uh, disappointed that Dillingham and Shepard didn't play as much late in that game. We're going to talk about that all season. We Scoots, it was pretty evident what UK's best lineup was, right? Like, I, we're going to get the season's going to go on. Some players will have better games than others, but at least last night, it was pretty clear who needs to be getting the most minutes moving forward until proved otherwise. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't know about lineup as a whole if that was evident to see, but it was very evident to see which players need to be out there. On the floor, and and you mentioned Dillingham, one of those guys. Reed, one of those guys. All those guys that are feeling themselves playing well. Dillingham should have never came out of the game. I mean, I I didn't agree with him getting that break in the first half when he was absolutely on fire. Keep that guy out there. Let him keep going crazy because that was. I texted you and Roush. I think I may even post it on Twitter, but that was the most fun I've had watching Kentucky basketball since I started producing for Kentucky Roll Call. That stretch of him just. Heat check after heat check, and then to where it culminates in him finding Reeves for the open three to knock down was that was just so fun, so fun. And oh then, yeah, you that, that was amazing. Uh, a couple things on it, real quick. One, Kayshawn Prince flashbacks against UK. Antonio Reeves stole his shine a little bit, but he did hit the shot, so you can't get you can't complain too much because it was just a frenzy. And folks, things like that are going to like that wasn't just a, an outlier. That wasn't a one offer. That's Rob Dillingham, ladies and gentlemen. People that have followed him longer than I have and longer than just the casual UK fan has. That's him. Those are the things that he can do. And then you're going to surround him with an Antonio Reeves that we know can get hot. We also sadly know all too well that he can also get ice cold, but he can get hot and knock down threes. We know Reed Shepard's a good shooter and Edwards and Wagner, they're going to probably be low in best case scenario, 30% three point shooters. Maybe that maybe they'll be better than that. As time goes on, they can knock them down, but also don't think they're necessarily great shooters. This is going to be a team that you can just like blink and boom, before you know it, nine points scored right on your head. And Scoots, I want to add one little thing because there's some confusion out there. Kyle, for for the people and I and I respect the guy personally like him. I hate that you have to add these caveats for these conversations, but unfortunately, from time to time, you do. For the people that think that Kyle Tucker is a little negative or not not on the inside with the program, some of his tweets last night were kind of head scratching. Like that's a really really fun moment, and then you know his first takeaway is like, why do you take Dillingham out? Well, 
and as he he did address for what it's worth, and and I think Kyle's great. I'm glad he's on the UK basketball beat. We're lucky to have him. Dillingham asked to come out. He asked Scoots. People didn't see it, but like he asked to come out, and he was right back in within two minutes. So it was a little just. Kansas took a timeout to try to cool Kentucky off. Dillingham said, all right, you know, like pull me for a second and then I can come out and try to keep being on fire after that little mini timeout. And he came right back in the game. My bigger issue is why wasn't Dillingham in in the final three minutes? Dude's a bucket. UK needed they, – they still needed scoring. And foul trouble, I understand. That that played a role, but at some point you needed just to, to, to get him out there. When did he pick up his fifth foul? That I'm not sure on. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna have to look that up. My thing um, is though, with the end of the game, you mentioned the and, Reeves, same, and, and same with Shepard. He should have been out there too. Sorry, excuse me. You on. mentioned the Antonio Reeves, how he had seven threes in that last stretch, and they were all really good looks. But the one thing that I was sitting there screaming was just go to the bucket. I mean, you Kentucky had success throughout the entirety of the game going to the bucket in certain spots. So I think they should go for a two there, quick two. There, there was no need to fire up all those threes. But granted, I did like all the looks. One of them I'm surprised didn't drop because just how oh well gosh. their Reeves was shooting the ball early in that game. But, yeah, it's, uh, go to the bucket in that spot. I hate when teams settle for threes when they're down three and feel like they need to tie it right away, you know? Yeah, it was a it was a terrible possession, and those players would be the first to tell you. Those coaches would be the the first to tell you. I think they I think the coaching staff thought something they were going to at minimum, even if it was from like twenty four feet. I think they thought they were going to get at least a clean look. Um, but they were so on that final possession. It was an interesting play. They, they Kansas was as you would probably anticipate or expect. They were going to have Hunter Dickinson camped out inside. Uh, and just for that exact reason, Scoots, that if UK thought, hey, let's try to get a quick two, it wasn't going to come easy. You're going to have to shoot after him. I think where Kentucky made their mistake is they had something going on, and they had a lot of motion going on. Again, they were trying to get – I don't know exactly what their intentions were, but they were trying to get some somebody just a clean look. But it was all perimeter-oriented. I'm fine if you want to shoot the three in that spot and tie up the game. I'm totally cool with it. You're a good three-point shooting team. If you get a clean look, get it. If you get an easy two, get it. But I think they should have at least teased or tested Kansas in the interior, have somebody drive and then kick. It should have been inside-out oriented instead of outside-out oriented. Like All of it was just set up around the perimeter. All the action was around the perimeter. I think it should have been more, let's try to you know convince Kansas, maybe we are going to get this quick two and then kick it out uh, if you really wanted that three there, which again, I'm okay with, but it ended up being a terrible shot, a terrible possession. Again, I'm sure they probably probably regretted that, and, and understandably so. That's just another like another ugh, you know. Again, everything's going to be all right, but ugh, you had that, you had it, you had it locked up right there, uh, you, or you had a good chance. You did have it locked up when you're up 14 in the second half. You did have it locked up seemingly when you're up six with three minutes and 30 seconds to go. But foul trouble was an issue. Rob Dillingham, he fouled out with five seconds. It was just one of those get to the free throw line fouls and, and that sent him out. But I do think he needed him and Reed needed to be in the game late. That's not a hot take. Um, that being said, like, you know, Wagner is horrible. There's really no ifs, ands, or buts. He's not a great shooter. Games like I, I tried to warn you, the games like last night could be possible. I didn't think it was going to be last night and they'll continue to be possible moving forward. I will say this though about Wagner 
and, and, and this isn't this isn't validation to play him over these other guys necessarily. I do love the way he pushes the pace. That is a Calipari guard and pushing the pace. Like he does not it, it does not matter. He will go and try to get to the elbow just to get the offense moving. He doesn't sit back there and like wait for people to kind of run, do their motions. He just goes and initiates it and gets it going. It is beneficial. Now he's got to be able to score. Like he's got to be able to knock down some of these shots and inside on some of those layups. It wasn't just like close misses. Sometimes they were. Sometimes it was just bad luck on layups and spin out, toilet bowl, whatever. But some of those other floaters were just really, really far off. So Tyler Ulis will get him right. He'll be better. But uh, yeah, I think I think him and I think you needed to have Shepard and, and Dillingham in the game, along with Reeves, and then you go at the Arrow and Mitchell to to round out. That was UK's best five yesterday. It needed to see the floor in closing time. It, it I, I, that game could be differently if those players are playing scoops. In my opinion, I think Wagner's the one guy on the team that will look the most different come the end of the season because. I mean, he has not looked good through three games. He's had good moments, decent moments, I guess, but not. he hasn't really had that great standout moment for a guy of his caliber quite yet. So when I look at a guy like DJ Wagner, I think towards like February, March, he's going to be a completely different player, in my opinion. He will not be the same guy that he is right now. It's it's going to take some time for him to learn, grow, the, grow his game in, in terms of college play in college style but yeah I, I'm with you I like the way that he pushes it up the floor as well he, he gets it and it he moves up quick maybe it's because he heard Cal yell go so many times uh I, he go! does I think no I do think he knows what Calipari's looking for he, he does set the pace he'll have other bad shooting nights trust me like he he's going to his numbers are going to not be great at the season at the end of the season in terms of like from a stats uh, percentage but what if he, you know, what if he makes four more of those shots and finishes a pretty modest five of 12? Well, Kentucky probably wins the game with that. Uh, if he makes three more and goes four of 12, that's 33%. That's not great by any stretch, but it's enough for Kentucky probably to win the game. He'll be he'll be better, but it's also that that wasn't totally like uncharacteristic, unfortunately. All right, we like to read the the you, you text in in the first segment. You're up early with us. We're all struggling here on this Wednesday morning. Uh, we like to read those texts first. A texter on the Thornton's text line, early morning texter. Reed, Dilly, and Adu all win the Holy Poop Award in the good and bad ways last night. Also, I pray we see Kansas in March and make Hunter Dickinson cry. Uh, I don't know what the bad ways would be for those guys. Maybe just the bad that they couldn't get in the game, or at least two of those guys weren't in the game in the final couple seconds or minutes when it mattered. Um, and then Hunter Dickinson, you know, he's just one of those dudes. I, it is annoying to watch. I do think it can kind of motivate your own, the opposing team as much as it's inspiring him or his own team, seeing him do all the shenanigans that he does. But the thing he did on Trey Mitchell was just a flat-out dirty play. And the refs, of course, fall for it, give the foul to Trey Mitchell, send Hunter Dickinson to the free-throw line. But that's just a, a dirty play. Scoots, I don't know if you saw it. He hooked his leg around Trey Mitchell. I mean, it's just like it's a what it's a it's a dirty college basketball trick that coaches teach down, pass down, players learn it. They know they can get away with it because officials are goobers. 
and the beat goes on. And it's been going on for decades and decades. But he wrapped his leg around Trey Mitchell. They're tied up. They're kind of like jockeying for a position. With his leg wrapped around, Hunter Dickinson just takes a flop and falls. That's when Trey Mitchell's like, what are you all talking about? Like, I did not even touch him. This is ridiculous. And they still called the foul on him. Uh, that that stuck. Again, if you want to be all the rah-rah and slap the floor and pump your chest, that's fine. But dirty plays, those come back around on the basketball court. Whoa. So, And for a big 7-2 guy, big tree fall hard, I, I would be careful doing dirty plays moving forward. Trey got him back late in the game, though, with that shot across his nose. Yeah, that's incidental. It was, like, you but know. It may be, maybe part of it was on purpose, you know? Uh, you never know. He just made you, it look incidental. Know. Yeah. Late game blunders for Reed and Dilly. Adu took some questionable shots, way more good than bad, just freshmen and Adu things. Okay, yeah, I mean, Reed was the one that took that final possession shot, which I get it, it was kind of panic time, but like that, you, he's a smart basketball player. He knew that ball was not going anywhere near the vicinity of inside the rim. A texter says, Reeves can't handle the big games. That's, that's part of like my take of just he shouldn't be the focal point of your offense. And then in those final three minutes, he was the focal point of your offense. Love Reeves, important part of this team. He's going to lead UK in scoring plenty of times this year. Last night being one of the exceptions with 24 points. But when push comes to shove and March is rolling around, I want – I want somebody that's going to be in the NBA just like five months later leading the the charge. I don't care who it is. Dillingham, Wagner, Edwards. We'll have a whole season to figure out who it'll be. Maybe it will be Shepard. Maybe he goes to the NBA after this year. That's a whole conversation that we could spend more time on. But I, I just I don't think I want it to be Reeves. Now, if he if Wagner's dribbling and he passes it off to the side and Reeves is wide open, yeah, go absolutely you take that shot. I just don't know if I want him to be the focal point initiating, starting everything, Scoots. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, uh, you know, some I, I know you don't necessarily have like a take on that, but just throwing it to you right there so I could get a quick cough in on the mute <laughs> button. Uh, but you did great, buddy. Very optimistic going forward, but that result was just unacceptable. Wagner and, Re- and Edwards are just flat out disappointing so far, and this team isn't going to be very good if Reeves takes 25 shots again. Uh, there's, so there's like the swing back on the other side. I'm not aligning myself with these people that have these takes, and it's totally okay to have this opinion, Texter. I value your opinion. Uh, but that being said, you, you know, Reeves took 25 shots and Kentucky still should have beaten Kansas. Like, we absolutely, this team can still be very good if Reeves takes 25 shots. I agree with you. I, like, I agree with you that you're that I don't want Reeves to be the guy either. But I guess overall rereading your text, I probably agree with the sentiment a little bit more of it. I just disagree specifically with you saying can, this team can't be very good if Reeves takes 25 shots again. Um they can be. I don't want it to happen either, Texter, but they still can be very good. Let's make no mistake about it. UK was the better team and, and didn't get uh, didn't get the win. South End Josh here. The moral victory stuff by UK Twitter has got to stop, man. This is Kentucky basketball. We don't do moral victories. Cal Road with Bums, Wagner, and Edwards too long. And in two critical moments, we just let a resume-building win slip away. Just my opinion. Yeah, let's be easy on the Wagner-Edwards stuff. It's, it's a long season, folks. This is just like... The gun, the smoke is still settling from the firing pistol. Uh, this is We've just started. They're going to get a lot better. They're going to have awesome moments. Uh, Edwards still may be the number one pick in the draft when it's all said and done. But, yeah, I, I mean, South End, Josh, I mostly agree with, with your take, um, all things considered. All right, we're going to still get to the early morning text. 
Um, so if you cut it in, if you got it in before now, we'll read it. You jumped the line. Way to go. Congrats to you. Long first segment. We need to take our first break. Roush will be joining us momentarily. Dad duty calls from time to time, but I'm very excited to hear his analysis and opinions on the game and see if he's more on team me. Like, ah, I'm very, very excited. But that was a that was that was a little bit of a bummer there. That finish. Our team scoots over the moon. Go big blue. Uh, I've seen Scoots do a couple cat chants since the show has started this morning. We'll find out where Roush is, see if he's maybe somewhere in the in-between. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse through the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Roll. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. That was Nick Roush you heard giving that roll call. He's here on your Wednesday morning. He was late because he was just enjoying all the great deals at Thornton's. Uh, you got to fuel up in the morning and you got to deal with the refreshing rewards that before you go, they got the best hot coffee, uh, the best hot breakfast menu items. Um, and I'm in the road to Columbia this week in South Carolina. I'm going to have to make a stop at Thornton's start before you hit the road on a road trip. Maybe hit the road back from the champions classic or on your way to work, school, wherever it may be. Thornton's the best way to start your day. Fuel up at either one of their 10,000 neighborhood locations. Thornton's is the best. Um, it's not the best that I had to miss the the first segment of the show. Just got to uh, re- rework some morning plans. But um, what to say, I enjoyed listening to you all. I um, Man, I'm just – there's just so – I feel like there's a lot to get into. I'm, I'm not as upset, TJ, as you are because I really thought Kentucky was going to get smoked, especially after that first four minutes. And also, DJ and Edward <laughs> – they're supposed to be two of your best players, and they sucked eggs. Like, there's there's no way around it. I mean, th- this team, I think, is going to have your – some guys are hotter than others night, but you can't have both of those guys just be absolutely terrible and get nothing out of them. Uh, because I think – I think the reason why you saw some of the lineups you did is because Cal, he's seen them play together more than anybody, and I think he trusts them. Uh, particularly having Edwards in there as a big body to play defense against some of those bigger guys, right? Like when you don't have size, you can you can hardly afford to go three guards and take out your six eight small forward. So uh, Edwards just not being able to dunk to be able to go up with the layup like that just it's six six eight points he just left at the rim because he just he he just had his freshman toy toy moment. That's that's huge. Uh, that, that, no, that's I mean, the that's, game. That's- that's well said, and that kind of summed up, like, when it was all said and done, that did kind of sum up his night, right? That, like, even the one right at the rim, that should have probably been a highlight tape as he's a lottery pick in the NBA draft. You know how they just show those quick little slam dunks, and especially they love ones that are in traffic. Uh, that one would have been a cool one and just gets absolutely stuffed by the rim um, as if he were T.J. Walker. Uh, yeah, no, you're totally right. They, they, they were terrible. And there's going to be gray area games, Roush, where, like, we're going to come in and be like, oh, you had to play Edwards. He was he was doing this. And yeah. people are going to say, no, no, no. Well, yeah, you know, maybe you did. But DJ had just hit this shot or this shot. There was no gray area last night. 
I mean, the gr only gray area was foul trouble, and, I, and that's I, that, that's something. And like, and that's one of those things. TJ, we're gonna get mad at him, and he's just never gonna change. Play, not playing, sitting Reed for man, 10 it was. It's it's just it's so it's so stupid. Like, uh, wait, but he just he, he's not changing. So like, we can't. It's hard for us to get past that. But like, dude, uh, you don't have to sit them the whole time. I mean, yeah. DJ Harris, I, I, they, he trusted DJ Harris. I guess it's it's it is Reed Shepard's third game, so like in they're they're freshmen, so you might want to take it easy. But oh gosh, that was frustrating. I have an age-related Calipari take that I'm not going to deliver, but like it it just it, it basically just falls on the line of he just always sounds so old and like not playing Reed Shepard in the first half because he's got two fouls is just an old thing to do. Having to be so conservative with Dillingham with four fouls is like an old – it's just an old conservative mindset in coaching. And from somebody that wants to always be so innovative and ahead of, ahead of the curve, like Cal picks and chooses where he wants to be stubborn and when he wants to change course from time to time. But like so much stuff <laughs> – that he does on the court is just it, it, it it's it's misguided. Like Reed Reed Shepard would have been fine playing with two fouls. Goodness gracious, it's Reed Shepard. He he's not perfect. He made mistakes yesterday, even. But you can trust that guy with two fouls. I tweeted his, out if there's two his, people you can trust in your career playing with two fouls in that situation, one's on your bench as an assistant student coach, and the other is Reed Shepard. You, they're fine. Yeah, they're yeah. fine. And one of the fouls was him being aggressive. So he had his one, and they just took it right to him. It was a bad call. He was straight up. Like, what do you? It was what, Burks what too. Like, you know, it was Burks that made yeah. the contact. He got right. him with a little bit of hand. It was kind of, and I, I had my issues with officiating in a major way. It's not why UK lost, and it, I mean, it's just classic uh, college basketball. But especially when you don't have a big, you're probably going to get a little bit more like annoyed right. with the nitpicky stuff. But there were times where it was just a battle inside Roush. It was like bumper cars. They were letting them play, and then I don't know. The final ten minutes of the second half, it was just like if Kentucky crossed this imaginary force field in the paint where Kansas had touched the ball, whistle, 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 whistle. Uh, it was a miracle that like UK it's wasn't so in, in a worse foul situation where like you had to have Justin Edwards play the five for a little bit or something like that. Uh, but it, it uh, but yeah, you, you figured that, there was a chance they could call it nitpicky. There was a chance they were going to let him play, but I, I didn't expect for us to get a little bit of everything in the game either. I also thought that they the the whistles at times were favorable for Kentucky um, in many instances. Yeah. And, but best case is they, the block charge now, I don't expect it to be a charge every single time that the there's a close call like that. I think there was three of them, and they called a block every single time. So that was good to see. We're getting in the right direction. When they showed Kansas girl on TV where she had her WTF moment yeah. uh, and looked like just like her mom. Do you see that? Yeah. Her, yeah. Mo her, mom, her mom was standing right next to her. It was just like, if you're dating that younger woman, you probably like what the, the future would hold if if the genes are strong. I mean, she looked Let's, pretty solid as old, well. Like, old saying, yeah. Isn't that yeah. what they say? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Scooch, we can do a double version. WWW, you know what day it is. Women's White Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> 
W cubed, but, baby. But the, the call they were they were mad about was like I mean they they were they had every right to be upset about that. That was a pretty bad call. I'll take it though for sure. I wasn't overly thrilled with the officiating, but it was a fun game. Yeah. Uh, Roush, maybe we read the morning text. Uh, the texters got got their texts in, and you can uh, just kind of build your takes off those. Yeah, uh, my one other take is twenty four points on twenty five shots by Antonio Reeves is bad. That's that's bad. Like there's there's a fine there's a happy medium somewhere in there. When in the second half, Kentucky needed offense, he delivered, which I was actually surprised by. Kansas was going on that run, and he played like the fifth year senior that he needs to be. He hasn't always done that. And you know what, TJ, he did it. He did a little. Did you see that little move in the lane where he did a step back from like ten feet instead of twenty seven? Let's do those step backs instead of the step back twenty eight footer that just is. I've never. I feel like every time he catches it and shoots, it's going in. But the step backs, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not as confident with. Um, just the volume, he's not, he's not good enough to have that sort of volume and inefficiency, in my opinion. Yeah, it's we talked about it in the in the morning pleasantry segment. Scooch was like talking to a brick wall, Roush, like just trying to get anything out of him. Nothing. Trying to find out how his day went, how, what's up, how nothing. So we were straight to business in, in segment one. And I, I, I kind of touched on Reeves like you can survive. You can survive. You very clearly could have survived with every how it all unfolded. You're very close to winning that game regardless. But. Before he went 0-7 in the final two minutes, three minutes, that was a fine enough game. Like, I think I, I had I'd broken down the numbers where it was around. He was like 33%, uh, 30% from deep at that point. Not great, but you can live with that. But then when that 0-7 stretch and you're 3-17 from deep when it's all said and done, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, as a, as a three-point shooter, you can't be 3-17 from deep. Four of 27 in his last two games against Power 5 competition from three. I mean, that's – and I, we're led to believe we've got better basketball minds in the basketball buildings, Roush. They need to watch that tape and say, why didn't we score a field goal in the final three minutes? Like, what went wrong in those final three minutes that we didn't score a field goal? Well, there was a lot of missed open shots. That's something that you just kind of have to shake your head and shrug your shoulders at, hope that they go in the next time. Oh, God, Maybe. the DJ layup was just like, how did that ball not go in? What the hell was that? How did that not go in? But you got to figure out, you know, who can make those shots in big moments, who's ready for those. And you only get so many opportunities, Adam. But I hope those those genius basketball minds, and I'm not saying that sarcastically, I do think UK looked a lot better yesterday. But you got to figure out why things went so poorly in those three minutes. We've all got our takes. We've all got our opinions. That's the beauty of this business. But this team, Roush, it's too good to squander. So let, let's be almost perfect with it. Like, I'm, we're not going to make any excuses for it. This is awesome. Uh, let, let's right, let's right. showcase it being awesome. And a win last night would have been awesome. Like, I would have been on cloud nine. I think that's part of the reason why I was a little disappointed, maybe more disappointed than most, is that would have been a lot of fun. Like, that's what we're talking about. But but winning, not losing, yeah, but winning. Yeah. And, and you were right there, and you let it slip through your fingers. The texter says, uh, this is Shano. I had a $250 parlay, including a Kentucky Moneyline win with the game going to overtime, so that last missed three-pointer may have stung worse than any other. Ooh, what would the juice on that bad boy have been? I bet that would have been real juicy. I think overtime was plus 1,200, and UK Moneyline, depending on where you got it, was like 180 or something like that. Boy, so, it sounds like a live in-game deal. Yeah, and then a, a $250 parlay on those two things, talking somewhere around maybe like plus 2,200. Uh, I'm just spitballing, by the way. Ugh, that is, ugh, ugh, Sean O. Goodness gracious. Good morning to you. 
A texter says, morning. I want to preface this by saying I'm not a huge high school recruiting follower. What is Justin Edwards' game? Shooter, driver, guard? Seems very weak with the ball, just trying to figure out what to be looking for. Go Cats. He's a slasher that probably relies on his jumper a little bit more than he should versus just trying to go get to the rim. But he's a little do-everything kind of guy. And he's also – he threw his weight around a little bit. Like, that was a grown man's basketball game, including a lot, a lot of freshmen – and he was up for the physicality of it, just not just the physicality to score. Yeah. He defended well. He did some other things solid. Um, but, yeah, he, he's he's not a sure thing as a scorer. All right, two more here. Late game blunders for Reed and Dill. Oh, we read that one already. And then the last one from a Plumley bro. Reeves is a good shooter, but I would not put him in the knockdown category of auto players in the Calipari era. Oh, Plumley bro, bringing up Matt Jones always gave him the vibe that he's one of those guys like Jody Meeks and Deron Lamb in regard to shooting. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say that he's in in that regard, but he is, I do think that he's a he's thought to be a three point specialist. Yeah, and three point specialists shouldn't go three of seventeen, Roush. They just yeah. shouldn't. So nope. rough night for Antonio coming off his last big game as a UK player, being the Kansas State tournament game, which was also a clunker, unfortunately for him. But he'll. He'll be all right. This team will be fine. It'll be fine. They'll be Everybody fine. calm down. It'll be fine. Ah! Um, I, I did do the thing too, TJ, where I was um, uh, after the game, I had a lot of nervous energy um, as I think most fans were. And so uh, we don't have the Christmas tree up, but like the tree is in the corner and the lights were poorly put up we didn't have enough we got more so i just took all the lights off the christmas tree and put them back on that was how i spent my time and i was also um i'm wait yeah hold on scoot your right scoot your right to be shaking your head here what you just just for fun well it so we had we didn't have enough lights and uh, basically it looked like dog crap when i put more on and it was all lopsided so they needed to be restrung okay. and like all the dark all right. places filled in. So I just went ahead and did it. I said, screw it, taking them all off, putting them back on. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't bad. I was listening to the post game show. The problem is with the post game show, it's like 10 minutes of people talking and 50 minutes of commercials. It's so bad. Well, that's, I mean, being they, ge- that's being generous. Yeah. They, it's, 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 it's the it's, worst thing ever. They had three, ask Cal three questions. They had a commercial after every question. That commercial know, break. Yeah. It's terrible. Well, you got to pay his $9 million somehow. Well, well, let's do the opposite. Make it to where uh, Buzz or whoever on the pregame show, like, like, like do do more ads on the pregame show, less on the postgame. You weren't born yesterday. This is nothing new. I've been doing this forever. And Scoots, I'm with you. I thought that, like, he was just so nervous. He was just like, I got to keep my hands busy. And he just took down the the lights for no good reason. I mean, the fact that. The Cord fact that you did anything after that game is mind-blowing to me. I was so tired, I went straight to bed. I, I don't know how you could stay up. I was, I was, I had a lot of nervous energy. A game when I, I mean, when you spend the last five minutes, like a foot from your TV, just go, shaking back and forth, sipping on a beer. I mean, but you know, like it's a lot of nervous energy. A lot of nervous energy. He wasn't ready I to be done drinking. With my thousands of fans on X. That's what I'm just going to give it to you. Well, I, I fired off a few and then I was like, you know, if you get, if you get too deep into the takes, sometimes you, you know, it, 
I just could not believe people were fighting me on like, hey, that we let one slip away. What what are we talking about? Yeah, like, Kentucky, Kentucky was up six final media time. They were up 14 in the second half. You expect them to win those games. Same thing happened last year against Michigan State, right, where they blew a late lead. They had no yes. business blowing. Like that's yep. – yeah, yeah. It's like, like, we can think that this team can win a national championship. I do. I think this team can win a national championship. But that was a bummer. Like, you got to win that game. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call, coming up next on the Big X. You better not touch that dial. Here we go. You know I got it if you want to come get it. Stand next to this money like, hey, hey, hey. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Raj. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big X. Okay. Oh, that was that was nerve-wracking there, Roush. You were not you were not muted for a little bit. I didn't know until I heard you breathe. That's always scary. You don't know if like a, somebody outside is going to do something stupid. You'll say something you didn't know that you've. Or if I'm just going to go on like a WTF out while I'm reading Twitter, you know. Hey, Roush. Actually, speaking oh, of okay. uh, speaking huh. of open mics, can I share a I'll funny story with you all? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Go so ahead. Yeah, go I was step all over my story. I was listening to John Spears last night in the on the Bellarmine call. Right, game's over. They end up losing the game. They go to a commercial break. They come back, and I guess John didn't hear like the rejoin music. So all of a sudden, you just hear Spears say, "Get the hell out of here, lady." <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the rejoin music starts again. I can just picture the producer back in studio like, John, come on, get like start talking. <laughs> oh, no, John. You can't get fired from this job three games in. I'll never forget that. Get the hell out of here, lady. That was a... Uh... That was a tough one for the Knights. They had that one locked. They, they, gosh, that was talking about foreshadowing. They, I think, gave up a 13-0 run to lose to Chattanooga. They didn't score in the final X amount of minutes. And then, sure enough, just a couple hours later, UK does the same thing. Uh, I think I'm going to, like, watch Bellerman this year. I, I feel like I've said that maybe the last two years, and I, and I haven't done it maybe as much. But I, I think when Bellerman's on – I'm itching for Kentucky basketball, folks. Like, I, I when do they play again? Friday, right? Stonehill, baby. Friday like, night. I, I can't wait. I don't care if they'd be playing five I mean, nuns it's, from it's, it's Stonehill. So that's five nuns from wherever. It's, it's Stonehill. Sure. It's, it can't even be a real place. I'm I not just convinced. want to watch this team play basketball. Like, they, they are so entertaining to watch. Because you know at any moment they can have that little burst of offense that is must-see. You really can't take your eyes away from this team because at any moment it may just ignite. Now, also, you could not score the final three minutes, apparently. Uh, but they're, that was the most enjoyable I've had watching UK in a lost Roush since I – don't, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. And that's not something I want to make like a habit. Normally, I'm pretty miserable when UK loses. Mm-hmm. But like that, that feels a little different than that UCLA loss last year in December, right? Yeah, it feels different than most just because we saw – it was so weird to see the media hacks who hate Cal have to tweet about how much they love the way they watch Kentucky play basketball. Uh-oh. Dane O'Neill, Rob Doster, Seth Davis, I mean, all of them were just it. like – 
Kentucky is so much fun. This is great. And you're like, oh, it's a cold day in hell. You know, never, never thought I'd see this. Uh, you all are, I mean, again, I, I wanted so badly for UK to win just to be able to take like some very enjoyable victory laps. But Rob Doster in August, just, you know, in the, in the summer months when you're looking for content, so I can understand it to a certain degree, he just ragged about how Kansas is going to blow out Kentucky and how it's not, it'll probably be one of the least entertaining champions classic games in the history of this event. And do any of these guys ever own up and say that they're wrong? Are we the only radio show that like, you know, where we're idiot predictions are wrong. Cause we, like, we, we were wrong. We're wrong all the time about stuff. And we allow our texters just to absolutely rip us. But like did field of 68, has anybody, did John Fanta, Fanta, one of Fanta, Fanta, did he acknowledge that not having UK in his top 25 was idiotic? Have field of 68, have they acknowledged not having UK as a top 20 backcourt in the country was idiotic? Have it, I will never, not that they won't have takes that I agree with. They will. That's just humans. You're, we're going to, again, we all probably agree more than we disagree. But I will always be skeptical of anything they say, even if it's the same take I have, Roush. If I find myself agreeing with Jeff Goodman about something, I'm going to have to look in the mirror and say, wait, hold on here. Am I am I wrong? Because if I'm agreeing with Jeff, you can never take any other takes without a bit of skepticism moving forward. They were so wrong about this UK team and were three games in. I don't know if Dillingham and Wagner are going to be able to play together. This backcourt's too unproven. This backcourt's one of the best in the country, and they didn't even play particularly well last night. Could have been a hell of a lot better. Those guys are goobers, but I wanted Kentucky to win so badly so we could take a bigger victory lap about it. But... It is nice having the fan base. While people are maybe disagreeing about the severity of the loss, it is nice having the fan base all on the same page of like, well, this is these are the pieces. We recognize good basketball. We're not idiots. Um, Yeah, we're we're not idiots. That was well. (laughs) Yeah, I might have spoke too freely there, but uh, we recognize good basketball, and that was pretty solid basketball for the most part last night. But as a texture from the Thorns, texture brings up. Some of the freshman kind of doy doy moments, uh, like, but the the Rob going under the screen on back to back possessions, getting burnt by threes. Uh, I, I saw a stat that uh, Dewan Harris has only hit multiple threes in sixteen of his one hundred and nine career games. It was on the scouting report to go under the screen, the ball screens for him, but when the guy hit his first three, just go over the top of it. Don't go underneath that. And it was just – and not only did he go under it, TJ, he went under it at, like, the speed of smell. I mean, it took forever, and Harris was just like, oh, you're going to let me shoot this again? Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, the one you're referring to is the same one I have in my head, too, where it was like – Harris even was like, no, no, I don't want to take this three. Come out and guard me. And they still just hid behind the screen, almost like playing a game of peekaboo. And then <laughs> after, the, after the second time, Harris was like, all right, well, then I'm going to have to splash this. They look good. If you're Kansas, you'd want that dude maybe shooting a, a little bit more. Uh, I I crushed his over prop. If a team has somebody that's like not an impact scorer, you can go ahead and take it to the bank. They're probably going to be above their average against UK. I actually also proud of this one. I took the the odds boost on Hunter Dickinson plus twenty five points, which was great. Got that uh, cashed out as well. The people that I thought were going to have a big game for Kansas. 
they they did what I was expecting to have happened. UK, not not as much. And I was thrilled to see it. Trey Mitchell, that dude battled. Loved watching him. But uh, he, yeah, he wasn't you know, really involved with the offense at he, all. He's given up five inches. Hey, the one three. I didn't say he was going to hit many threes. I just said that he'd get the one. He did get the one. Didn't make us sweat it. I enjoyed seeing that. But that dude battled. That was fun to see. A dude the arrow battled. Get back some of these bigs. And I don't know, Roush. I, I, I still – there was times last night I was like, all right, even when you get these bigs back, I hope we don't forget some of this, like some of the way this looks. Can you do it forever? Can you do it against one of the best centers in the country and Hunter Dickinson? Yeah, maybe not ideal, but in some SEC games, let's just go small and run some of these mothers out of the gym. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the other part, too, is I, I actually didn't think Kentucky did the worst job defensively. Now, when you see Dickinson's numbers, that's obviously bad, but when he caught the ball, they collapsed on him so quickly. That they, had a good job. they had a good game plan. Yeah, and now sometimes they they were a little too risky on when they were fronting him or, or you know going for steals. Uh, but I, I thought by and large, just keeping him in front, making it difficult for him to catch the ball. I thought they did a decent job. Uh, but it a lot of those points I felt like came off of second chance looks where he was just bigger, longer, taller, and he just grabbed offensive rebounds. Um, yeah, that's what it felt like, at least, and and also getting to him, he got a lot of cheap, easy. I mean, he was ten of eleven from the free throw line. Like they sent him there anytime there was any sort of close to contested free ball, and his hands were near it. And Cats only got out rebounded by by five in, in that game that we were so worried about. They had a good game plan on Dickinson. The only thing that I and what you you know, Kansas has a game plan too. They're doing things. They're trying to execute what they want to do as well. Sometimes they just let him get way too deep where you're just, you know, it's like the big kid at recess in grade school, uh, regardless of anybody at that size and that height is going to make it from that point. Um, And Dickinson did, but we knew it was going to be a tough matchup. I was impressed with the way they attacked him. Kansas shoots 36 free throws. Good gracious. Uh, Kentucky 30, just too too many in that game, but Cats come up just a bit short. A lot to like moving forward, but the perfect season comes to an end. Shout out to Duthiero. Shout out. Shout, Shout out. out. Uh, all right, where do we even – where do we go on the text line? Maybe where we just, do we go now? I mean, where do a, we go? I think we have reached the point. We're so popular now, TJ. There's no way we're going to be able to read all of these after every game. That's the can't-do attitude that still has you in the blogging business, buddy. We need the I-do attitude. By the way, we finished – That's exactly right. We finished yesterday, so we'll start where it says Wednesday. Is that what that is? We just start with Wednesday, yeah. Uh, Robert says, wait, is there really rumors of key transferring to Louisville? Are you worried about other major contributors leaving? Yeah, Robert, that was like three weeks ago, buddy. You missed that. that, And they weren't real rumors. That was just Louisville – Slack jaws. Yeah, other major contributors might leave um, if they lose and finish six and six. Boo! But Robert, it's up to you to pony up to keep them in Lexington, big dog. Pretty funny quote from Patino on getting guys to play defense. Not as easy as it looks, I guess. I don't know if something didn't send over, uh, but I don't know what what quote you're referring to. Reeves was not good in any big non-con games last year. Needs to have 15-plus points and two-plus threes on good efficiency for us to have a chance tonight. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I think <laughs> technically the, you were you were wrong, got, but he 
He got the 15 plus points. Not on good efficiency, though. He, the texture will say, I didn't say good three. efficiency. Uh, but Kentucky got a chance all the same, though. So I'm more confident about these freshmen rising to the moment than I have been since probably Fox and Monk. Well, Dillingham and Shepard say absolutely. Uh, Wagner and Edwards, not as much last night, unfortunately, for those two. Man, they missed a lot of shots, Roush. Yeah, DJ 1-12. And early on, the the thing that, you know, part of the, the pissing match we get into on who's playing who, I love Rob Dillingham off the bench. That Kentucky looks so... I don't want to say timid, but Kansas started the game by saying, we're going to pack it in and you're not going to be able to drive it on us. And it, it, it took Kentucky a while to feel it out. DJ was taking some of those step-back long twos that just aren't great shots. Uh, and then Rob comes in off the bench, and he loosened things up, right? He he tenderized the meat, if you will. Um, he, he really got things going there. But I, I do think DJ is the best at actually getting to the rim and creating, uh, like – particularly when we get to those end-of-game scenarios at the end of the year, where I think you're going to be able to trust him the most because he can finish through contact. It's just last night, there was a lid on the bucket. There was, he had his freshman moment last night. So I'm I'm not going to be worried about him or Edwards just yet, uh, but they, 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 they definitely did not have their, their best. Texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Chris Fisher said that cookie cape was emblematic of the downfall of the program. That's a little – you're taking some liberties there, Texter. He was more saying if you get the little – if you get the small things wrong, you're, you're maybe getting the big things wrong as well. But, folks, this fan base, this media – we, we're becoming hotter and colder for whatever reason. When things are down, we're a little bit more doom and gloom than we probably should be. And when things are good, we're realistically probably a little more over the top than we should be. The cookie cake was fine. Now, you may be asking yourself, what the hell are y'all talking about with cookie cakes? You, The newest Kentucky Wildcat, uh, Mr. Quaintance, who committed, was that Monday? Uh, like the days are, was that? It was, it was yesterday. yesterday. Right? It was there, oh, my correct. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was yesterday. He commits when he was visiting UK, a picture surfaced on his visit. I think he put it on his Instagram and it was a very bad UK cookie cake. I don't think it was supposed to be even a UK cookie cake. And then somebody said, let's just put a U and a K on it, but they did it. They did it poorly. And it made for a pretty ugly picture. And people had takes about that because this is Kentucky basketball. And that's what we do. We have, we have, we have cakes. We have takes about the cakes and we have cakes with Take takes. Cake. But regardless, he's still committed to Kentucky. Everything was fine. People probably were over the top about that. We're really trying to talk up Missouri after they beat us. 07 was 10-plus years ago. I can confirm that 2007 was 10-plus years ago. Yeah, I, I guess they're just missing my point that Missouri has a much longer history of playing very high-level football. I think they're mistaking you saying that as like an excuse for it's okay to lose to them. We still think we should beat Missouri. Yeah. But just, just, they're, not, they're not Vanderbilt. Right. Um, yeah. And the other uh, – uh, we, we don't need to get into the weeds of that one today. Like it's – yeah. This is for the Rutherford Show. What do you think of FAU coach Dusty May? They're talking coaching candidates for U of L folks. We're talking about why UK couldn't hold on to beat the number one team in the country last night. Things Man. can be worse, folks. If you woke up this morning feeling down in the dumps or upset about last night, it could be a lot worse. Cards take on Coppin State tonight. There's going to be about 3,000 fans at the Yum Center. Oh, the this, the listening to them talk about the scan ticket story it was the saddest 
I mean, it's just so sad what's going on over there. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're you they were making about $625,000 a game in revenue to about two hundred. So do the math on how much that adds up throughout the year. Pretty quick, are you pretty quick fan, to get uh, Kenny Payne's buyout accounted for. If I'm Rutherford, if I'm Trevor, if I'm a U of L fan, I'm just hopping on the Bellerman bandwagon this year. I would want some college basketball versus no college basketball. And you're just a, a complete and total afterthought. 17 point favorites, though, tonight against Coffin State. Uh, yeah, Coppin State must be just they, they are they're they high school teams could beat this Coppin State team. That's not hyperbole, it's factually true. Oh, plus 1500 on the money line, though. I, I would a lot of people are gonna be like, U of L stinks. I'm taking Coppin State. That's to me. I would strong if the number comes down like another point. I would strongly consider taking U of L. They should win this game. They're gonna just be like significantly bigger, too. I think that's gonna account for something. Uh, I know U of L is a joke. I know they're bad, but you should actually consider betting them this evening. Coppin State yes, is. South Carolina. I was just going to say Coppin State's like three sixty out of three sixty three in terms of Ken Palm. <laughs> they really, I mean, they really are probably one of, if not the worst team in college basketball. So I know U of L stinks, and you may be tempted because that's a ton of points. But I would pump pump the brakes. Now that being said, watch U of L lose. U of L could also just have a little bit of quitability in them, but I think they'll be all right. They'll they'll win comfortably. Not enough to to change anything big picture, obviously, but they'll they'll win. Just be careful of that line. I've heard a lot of friends, you know, people that I know be like U of L stinks. No way they're beating anybody, let alone by that many points. Just be cautious. Yes, TJ, South Carolina does appear to play better at home, but their home schedule was also Furman, Jack State, Vandy, Mississippi State, and Florida. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah, Freddie brought up those stats the other night, and I was like, let me see who plays. And it's like, well, yeah, of course Spencer Rattler's averaging 370 yards. That's against, true. You know, like, <laughs> but, but then again, Cats aren't the uh, the 76 Dolphins or whatever year it was they went undefeated. Uh, the 69 Giants. 72 Dolphins? 72, yep. Okay. Well, My goodness, that first half was fun. A dude is a man-child. Those dunks, those tip dunks, too, were oh. so unexpected. They were so unexpected. And – Scoots, was it you? Yes. Yeah. You were talking up Adu yesterday, and I just, I didn't know that he had, I didn't know he had the rebounding in him, the 13 boards, the being able to play with the physicality inside. You, so Scoots, Scoots was right. Scoots I'm, was right. I'm telling Scoots you, I, right. I love Adu Thierro. That, that tip in dunk he had in the second half, I think there was probably seven or eight minutes left in the game. That got off, that got me off the couch. I mean, I stood up for that one because it was just so unexpected. He came from out of nowhere and threw it down. He is a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, he does it all. He's fun. He's going to be an important piece uh, to this to this team. Definitely, there, there's no doubt about it. But a lot of you know, first four, last four. It's almost like we talk middle eight in football. First four and last four for Kentucky were really bad. Uh, you know, nothing was happening. He took an early three, and I don't know how that went in. I mean, Kentucky was down eight nothing when he sunk that first three. So they uh, they they got to have him rocking and rolling, and he really delivered in his first big moment. Um, here's a question, TJ. I was chatting with my dad. Last time a player made a jump like this from freshman to sophomore year, this significant of a jump. Mm. There's one that quickly. 
Well, if you're talking just a year jump, Nick Richards definitely has to be in the category, but that wasn't freshman to sophomore. That was sophomore to junior. Yeah. Yeah, quickly. Quickly is a good one. Quickly is a good one. But then outside of that, it's yeah, it's hard to – there are a lot of them, you know? Randolph, <laughs> Randolph Morris. That Shoot. was significant. Man, and that was a very long time ago. Well, I mean, not that long ago. Over 10 years, as that texture confirmed. Well, the other day when Phoenix Stevens, who is an intern that's covering women's basketball for us, after that Cal presser, he was talking with uh, Stephen Peake about just hoops and stuff. And when he said, yeah, you know, even the 2012 title team, I ha- like I remember, but I don't remember that well. He said, how old were you when it happened? Uh, eight. I was like, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> so mm. old. Mm. Yeah. Oh. So luckily, old. Cats will be getting another title this year, even with the disappointment <laughs> last night. Shout out to our friend Justin Rollins for tweeting out over under one and a half Reed Shepard National Championships. That 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 made me giggle when I saw that this morning. <laughs> How about DraftKings putting UK as the title favorite at halftime of the game? They they like <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to get got man. They didn't want Kentucky fans hopping on. They liked what they saw. What do, what do we th- – assuming UK doesn't have any issues with Stonehill, even if there is a slow start or it's a closer game than people anticipate, what do we what, – what, what do the voters do with UK next week? Was that impressive enough to take a jump, a big yeah, jump? Yeah, they, they'll, they'll take a 14, 13, somewhere in there, probably. We're t- voters would have put them at like – five with a win but they won't put them they won't reward them enough to put them in a top 10 with a with a loss i think that's that's totally spot on accurate horrible do we read the horrible plays text uh no we did not i don't believe so horrible plays at the end of the half by robin dj i know they're young but you got to hold the ball and get the last shot instead dickinson comes down hits a three yeah that was bad yeah and and that it sounded Two, that Cal was uh, very – when he's looking in hindsight, uh, I, of course he was uh, disappointed with the end of game execution, but the end of half was the one that really bugged him because I think he felt good about what they had dialed up for a play. And, that, I mean, you just had no business giving up that sequence of events. You should have been out double digits at half. That's it's a lot different than being, being up seven. I don't think there's anything wrong with this. I'm not using this as some sort of like take on Calipari or whatnot. What we've seen from this team up to this point seems to be that they are a lot better when they're just playing, like just running, get up and down, get silly with Dilly, do all the fun things. And then when it kind of hungers down and it's, all right, hey, we should hold this for the final shot. We're going to run kind of – when it seems to need to be a bit more organized, they seem a little discombobulated. Uh, the, the the final possession for the Reed Shepard shot in the second half was not a work of art by any stretch of the imagination. seems like when they kind of have something that they're being forced to do, it's like trying to tame a, a, a wolf, you know, Roush? You just can't do it. You can't tame these Kentucky Wildcats. You just got to let them be wild. Got to let them run, do their stuff. But that's something that, that that's something to monitor when it's like kind of set situations. This team has struggled, and it wasn't just necessarily yesterday. Another well, text. Around the- I mean, it, can you name a Kentucky team that's? I mean, like, I feel like that's all John Calipari teams. Am I, am I off base there? 
No, not, well, yes, the you're P- off base P- a little bit. Like PJ that, and Heroes team could like that was where their bread and butter was. They but, ran sets. The 15 team ran a ton of sets. They they were a little bit slower. He's had teams that are a little bit more slower, half court oriented, or teams that just need to get the hell up and down. This is a hell up and down team. Like get your yeah, butts yeah. up and down. Uh, Fox team was like that. Wall team was like that. The national championship team could do it all. Maybe that's why they were so dominant. But um, this team needs to play fast. You need to let this wild horse be wild. A texter says, I live bet Kansas to help secure the win with my betting history. It's surely locked. Uh, I know people were hitting the Kansas money line at at different times. Unfortunately, it it paid off. I think a lot of people would rather have a UK win than their bets win. I also did the one-on-one in emotional hedging. I I rarely do it, but um, bet the money line on an emotional hedge. Not... (laughs) <laughs> it's not emotional heads if the cats cover and lose. Texter says the smiling high five Cal gave Reeves after Kansas called a timeout almost made me shed a tear. Justin Edwards couldn't hit the broad side of the barn. Is there a bigger dork in college basketball than Hunter Dickinson? He may make UK better right now, but I don't think I could cheer for that dude the whole year. I had a bunch of my uh, friends saying that. Oh, I, I love him. He's such a, jerk face i want to say i almost said a different word that you're not allowed to say on radio i, I love just how big of a heel he is it's great need, need more bad guys in college basketball i'm honestly more mad now than i would if we had just gotten beaten in a buffer zone game giving up a 14 point lead in six minutes is completely unacceptable i agree with you and it was a buffer zone game we were just the the buffer we were in the buffer yeah we were the bufferees uh, and Kansas found a way to get out of the buffer zone, which is never what you're looking for. Um, yeah, it was – I don't. And, like, Roush, that's why sometimes when people were pushing back, being like, oh, you're being too hard. Don't – like, because I picked Kansas to win and had them winning a buffer zone game, it wasn't – you know, I, I was just wrong. And it's okay that we're being wrong. It's sports predictions. We don't know how these games are going to unfold. That being said, with the way it did unfold, UK was the team that was in control the entire game and let it slip away, as I've said now for the 30th millionth time. That was disappointing. Yeah, and and it also – you kind of hope that Cal would have stopped the bleeding a little bit sooner in there. There, There's an old school – Cal does some things that are very old school, like we mentioned on the way he uses free throws. The burning timeouts to stop runs, I – think he's a little too liberal with sometimes i mean what are you gonna what are you, what are you, what are you saving those timeouts for sometimes i i feel like he he's at least there he's a little unpredictable where sometimes he does it he'll stop bleedings and runs and then other times he he, he feels like they can just keep going after it um but yeah i hear you edwards looks like butt early on someone tells burks to stop shooting threes yeah those are some bad yeah. misses yeah, yeah. I, all in all, I mean, Burks ended up having the highest plus minus on the team. Surprise! He played very hard. Yeah, and but just maybe don't take those threes. You know, and this is, if you're Burks too, like, hey, this is a huge opportunity. I get why he's shooting threes. It's a big opportunity for you. The bigs are out, and maybe you can kind of etch your etch your mark in, regardless if they come back and you're you know you play really well. But we don't need. You're going to always be surrounded by shooters, Burks. We don't. You're probably not the one we need to throw up the threes. <laughs> right. If you're wide open and slaying the shot clock, let that bad boy rip. But otherwise, early in the shot clock, when you're kind of don't even have your footing, a lot of baby deer to Jordan Burks. Uh, but that being said, he plays hard. It's it will click for him at some point. Just hasn't just yet, and that's okay. I was hating on Cal when he did his halftime interview 
with uh who whoever was the sideline reporter Holly Rowe, reporter. Holly Rowe. Yeah. yeah that's right but no he he was shouting out all the players that played well in the first half and he threw out Dillingham and threw out a do and then he throws in Jordan Burks and I'm like wait what dude didn't do anything so I go check out his stats and sure enough he had like one rebound two assists but that plus minus was 15 so yeah <laughs> Yeah, that that's kind of classic Calipari. You're never going to actually get like a Schrader answer. It's just going to be some ramblings that go off in a million other directions. A texture says Reed is the best player on our team. Uh, he needs he needs to start. Like he needs to start, and I would worry about him potentially being a one and done too. Because like, yeah, dude's just yeah. good. Yeah, Gosh, I do he wonder hit, though. Those threes, man. I wonder though. I mean the. When Justin Edwards is predicted to be the number one pick in the NBA draft, and we saw like one game in Canada where he played like a number one pick, the the what the NBA values, how how much do they value what Reed does? I guess is my overall point. So hopefully not one and done, but yeah, every time you watch him play, you think, "Who man, that dude, he's got a lot going on." Um, no, you're 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 right. His game doesn't necessarily scream NBA, but like NBA enjoys good winning basketball players. He's a good winning basketball player. I'm not saying count him as a one and done and just assume he's gone. Right. But maybe a but better a business decision, maybe a better yeah. business decision to stay at Kentucky with how much money that dude's going to be making. But he is good. He needs to be play. If, if you care about starters, then he needs to start. If you don't care about starters, then he needs to be one of the first guys off the bench. I just think you should start your best players. So I, I would start him. Um, and I, I'd start Dillingham too. I, I get some people really like Dillingham's, coming off the bench and just what he brings to the table. I do understand that, um, but whatever. Start the best players and then see if you see if you turn the right buttons or push the right buttons for, for Wagner and Edwards. Maybe maybe it'll get them kicking it in high gear. Those, those guys are going to be fine. This is yeah. a bad shooting night for them, unfortunately. Uh, yep. Texture says, this man Dillingham has that dog in him. I Whoa. love it. That, and hey. Cal said before, we're going to find out who the dogs are. And um, I think it's pretty clear that Reed Shepard, Rob Dillingham, and Aduthiero, they got that dog in them. Um, and I also just, uh, we're going to, we're about to start to get into why aren't they playing more? Why aren't they playing more? And Cal, long story short, they they had some of the fewest minutes on the team because they were in foul trouble. And Cal is just stubborn when it comes to playing guys in foul trouble. That's a lot of it. That is a lot of it. You can get a lot of great food at Salsaritas when you order their catering. They're going to bring it right to your front door or it'll be ready for pickup at the location. One time I went there for pickup. I was out running errands. Normally they'll just bring it right to my door when we do the catering. But I was out and about. I figured I'd just go pick it up myself. They brought it out to the car, Roush. I walked in. Oh, is that your cake? Oh, yeah, it was all ready for me. They brought it out to the car. It was a lot of food. Nice. They are all about customer service at Salsaritas. They have two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. If you don't need them for catering, hit them up for lunch or dinner. And remember, if you go after 6 p.m., double points until the end of the year. You'll be working towards $10 off your entree, your meal, whatever it is when you're scanning the Salsaritas app each and every time you go to a Salsaritas. Middletown, it has drive through St. Matthew's covered patio. Beautiful day from some outdoor Salsaritas today. Wildly addictive chips. Check them out today. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call, coming up next on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call.
Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, the best producer in radio. Justin Kalen, what's the music been like today, Justin? What's uh, the rejoins been? Anything good? We, Anything fun? I went on money theme today, so we've had all songs that mention money because I figured no matter which way you bet last night, we all want a little bit of money. Money, money, money. Money. That didn't make the cut. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Welcome hey, back. You, one, one final you, segment. Want a fun stat? I do. Kentucky attempted 38 three-pointers last night. Most ever by John Calipari team. They had only attempted 30 plus threes four other times. The most ever was 33. That stat was from uh, one Kyle Tucker. Wow. That's uh, good. This team should shoot plenty of threes, especially when you don't have a bi- your big guy, a big guy, any big guy. I don't know. I, I, like that was fun. I, I just I wonder when is UK going to get a big guy back? I want this team to start like reaching and shooting for its potential, and I feel like Roush, we you really realistically won't be able to do that until you get Bradshaw. I think you can, you know, you gonna if he comes into the fold, let's say in January, would that change things drastically for UK? Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's a lot better than I think. What what do you have in that global jam game? He got hurt 39 blocks in five seconds until he got hurt. <laughs> I think Calipari said something like that. You all wouldn't believe it. He was just a force field around the rim until he went down. It's a real shame you all aren't going to get to see him in Canada. Uh, in all seriousness, I'm wishing a speedy recovery for all the guys. But for this UK, in our brains at least, for this UK team to reach its potential, it includes Aaron Bradshaw, playing the five and seeing how that goes. Roush, I just worry if like last night's going to be a great building piece for this team as it should be. Hey, we can go toe to toe with the number one team in the country and feel like we should have won that game. If we can do that against them, we can do it against anybody. All those things are true and they're going to click and they're going to look fun and it's going to be a fun, you know, we're all going to be happy about where things are. And then they're going to get Bradshaw back and it's going to be, okay, now we got to figure out again how to play through him and he's got to catch up to us and, I just I worry that this could kind of get like a little altered as the season goes on instead of where it just it fits very nicely. Hey, that's a tomorrow problem. We'll worry about that tomorrow. But I know I'm I mentioned that previously. But the reason the reason why you shouldn't be too worried though is because Bradshaw isn't like Oscar Sheepway. He's comfortable playing outside. So like they can still play the way they're playing offensively. It shouldn't be that big of a speed bump. Um once Okay. Game. Thanks. Thanks, Dad. You made me feel all better. We play the full house music in the background. I need to get. I'm going to re- record the podcast version of that just in case I can't sleep tonight. I can just play Papa Roush telling me it's going to be all okay. No, those are good okay. points. And yeah. really, it should just help you defensively because you'll get a rim protector. Rebounding isn't last night all we need. If you're Calipari and you're looking for like coaching technique and whatnot, wasn't last night all the evidence you need to know that like with Bradshaw, without ba- Bradshaw, with Big Z, with Ugana, who cares, with or without all those guys. We should be able to go toe-to-toe with pretty much any team rebounding. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not going to kill teams on the glass. But, like, if you can do that against Kansas, a big physical team that normally controls the glass, you should be able to pretty much do it against anybody else. So, with or without your big. So, that's a good thing to know. You're going to need rim protection. 
that will be added to the equation. And you're right, Roush, all the bigs, regardless of who they are, they can all run. Two out of the three can step out and knock down threes, let alone long jumpers. And I and, and you got to can knock down the elbow jumper as well. I just don't think you're going to see him hanging around the three-point line necessarily. So you're 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 spot on about that. So yep. it's going to be a fun ride. Yep. These this sure. team's only going to get better. And uh, it kind of felt like last night something. That's why I wanted to win so badly because when they were hitting all those threes, it was like this. This may be a moment we look back on and to know like this team had the potential to do to win it all. And maybe they're cutting down the nets, and we look back and be like, "Yeah, they didn't win that Kansas game, but what they showed us in that game—that was kind of our confirmation that the Cats are back." The Cats are, in fact, back. Um, a couple other quick things we we did mention: Jane Quaintance committed to Kentucky. The football team—they got a foot from Jason Patterson, uh, running back from Florida, who led the state in rushing a year ago. He was. I was pretty irked when he committed to Cincinnati and Scott Satterfield, but uh, the Cats put their foot down. Got two running backs in the class. Uh, you got to think that one of them is going to be a very solid player. So a good get um, here in the late stages of the recruiting. Uh, elsewhere around the Big Blue Nation, um, oh. going to be a long year for Kyrell's these cats. Uh, they didn't have Maddie Share, and they lost to Austin P by what ten. And the optics of playing that game in like Georgetown College's gym too makes it look like it was just like a high school gym. Yeah. Um, Feels like a high school program. Seems like an awesome, awesome woman. Players seem to like her, except for that one that went to Baylor and was really mean about her. Um, but UK's basketball program is totally lifeless. Ha- has to have to make a change. Well, and they they will. It'll it'll. I, I think a lot of uh, this is eating the year where they're out of Memorial Coliseum. Like you. You, she earned another year by winning the SEC tournament. Now she's going to eat a year. They're going to hire a new coach to open See, up that's the a good. It's a good point that if there is a year just to totally tank and like wave the white flag, if you will, it's the year that you can't play in your own own arena. And then you'll come back with probably a new head coach, hopefully with the current state of women's basketball in the SEC, Roush. Mitch Barnhart gets – aggressive i'm not going to sit here and pretend to like act like i'm overly passionate about uk women's basketball but it is i went to the university of kentucky i want all their athletic programs to thrive and succeed and it was fun watching that the women have their march madness moment last year not uk women unfortunately but caitlin clark and lsu they were that was that was fun. That was enjoyable to watch. I'd like UK to have their hat in the ring every so often, especially when U of L has just turned into a powerhouse. So hopefully Barnhart opens up the uh, the checkbook and and gets somebody with some recruiting power. Let's get some great talent back in in the in the women's basketball program. Uh, LSU had a woman. Uh, I didn't see her first name. I just saw it on the ticker. Williams. She scored forty two points last night. Freshman. It's crazy. That is crazy. UK's had great players in the program. Kyra Elsie has coached uh, a great player in the program. You can get awesome pieces. You just need maybe like an additional awesome piece. And uh, you, you go from there. I want to tell you about Shady Rays. Roush, did you know the Christmas shoe song originally was inserted with Shady Rays? Because I mean, that's all she wanted was some Shady Rays. Mm-hmm. Polarized sunglasses. Uh, they are the best in all the business. And this holiday shopping season, you're going to want Shady Rays for you. Get yourself a nice gift. Uh, some of those sunglasses are so fancy, so cool looking. I think people just don't really understand all the all the great options they have. 
It's the easiest website to navigate. If there's certain like UK sports blogs you may go to and it's slow or you'll get a million ads on a certain message board that pop up in a million different places, you won't get that on Shady Rays. It is the best and smoothest website and you're going to get the best savings when you use the promo code BIGX at checkout, 40% off on your order. Check it out today, whether for you or anybody else for the gift giving season, ShadyRays.com. Uh, Texture on the Thorn Sex Line, 502-414-1450. Edwards and Wagner have to sit halfway through the second half and they haven't done anything. Uh, another one says, Game three, and we already are losing games because Cal won't take out his precious top picks. Oh, there's gonna be the there's gonna be the fun narrative. Um, and there may be that could end up maybe potentially being true, but just like to kind of combat you. Texter. First off, we've had the exact same narrative of Calipari at UK. Oh, he's too loyal to his experience, guys. He needs to play the freshman. He needs to go back to his roots. We've had it both ways with that, just for what it's worth. That is <laughs> yeah. factually true. We've had it where he's too reliant on freshmen. He's too reliant on the experience, guys. And Texter, to say that, though, like you wanted him to play. I mean, Dillingham could also be a top pick, too. Yeah, uh, the 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 part of it though, TJ, that I just, especially with Edwards, I mean, you don't have very many big guys, and he's the number one pick in all these mock drafts for a reason. You gotta you gotta try to get these guys going to an extent. I mean, I don't. Yeah, so there's a, there's a, going to be a give and take, and I just I don't want to spend all you know all November bitching and moaning about who Cal is playing when it's oh, I mean it's the third game funny. of the year. This is UK basketball. That's all we're going to do. It's the third and, game of the year. He he is a Hall of Fame basketball coach. If he has the perfect equation to figure out how to play all of these freshmen on day one, like I then <laughs> then, then just why even play the games? You know, I, I, there, you got to let the cake bake a little bit, folks. That being said, Cal also just had to get in the locker room and just be like, "What the hell? Like we had that game. We were probably going to win comfortably, and DJ and Justin in the final three minute, Antonio Reeves go like." one of a million like yeah, just one yeah. of them and you know a lot of them were good looks there were a lot of bad I mean, misses with the good looks you had you had reeves miss at least three wide open threes holy w- smoke w- yeah. wagner's got the ball rolling all over the rim and not going in justin edwards got hung on the rim <laughs> like a freaking high schooler that thinks he can dunk but can't justin edwards got hung on the rim like i just yeah. can't there was there was some just baffling stuff that happened in that game that, you know, at, at least with Reeves, we have a larger sample size to think like, okay, maybe you got to dial it back with him in some of these big moments. Whereas Edwards and Wagner, I, I think over a larger sample size, they're going to play better. Uh, also, maybe I'm just getting old. I, for the life of me, cannot get a feel on if a Reeves three is going in or not. Yeah. I look like such an idiot in my living room. Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll sometimes stand up and be like, oh, that's good. And then it'll not be good. I'll be like, what the hell? That looked perfect. And then there'll be other times where it's like, oh, gosh, that's way to the left. It'll have this like weird, tiny little curve right into the hoop and it'll go in. I've no feel. I've never had less feel on a UK player's three point shot than I do Reeves. Uh, they're totally unpredictable. 
Unpredictable. They all look like they're kind of going in, and uh, but obviously a, a lot of them do do not go in. Uh, got to love Kansas' worst three point shooter going five from five from three. Well, you can knew that was coming. Kirby says early, but holy crap! Also, will Billis ever give Kentucky credit for any kind of defense, or only just because Kansas is making bad decisions? All right, I got a commentary take because I we we complain about it all the time. I thought they did a really good job. Like I enjoyed that broadcast, May, yeah. but I started to kind of like analyze my brain about why I was enjoying the broadcast. Probably because Kentucky looked awesome. Like that was just really fun basketball. So I probably enjoyed it too. When I, I noticed when I started getting annoyed with the broadcast was when Kansas went on a run and I felt like the game was slipping away a little bit, um, or you know UK's lead was slipping away. And then I started to realize maybe I get annoyed with broadcasters because UK basketball just hasn't been up to snuff lately, Roush, and that's why. Uh, that being said, I. Some one of my biggest issues is when broadcasters are just like, "Oh my goodness gracious, that's a situation you can't foul there." It's just like, all right, you, yeah, you know, they're, yeah, like they're know. not intentionally doing that stuff. Sometimes they just act like it's like a no-brainer choice when basketball <laughs> has to basketball has to happen. But that's being very nitpicky. Overall. Well done. I hope that's a sign of things to come with that crew. They'll do a ton of Kentucky games. Obviously, they do all the marquee games. I've been critical of them in the past, but all things considered, that was an enjoyable broadcast. But I think I'm just realizing I'm probably all biased. It comes down. If UK's good, I enjoy the broadcast. If they're bad, I I just have to blame things. Uh, Kirby says, TJ, I know you're frustrated, but chill on some of these hot takes. Could have won for sure, but we did fight through adversity the entire second half kept making runs reeves going broke and freshman disappearing is a learning lesson we aren't going to win if dilly plays like that down the stretch or if we can't play edwards or if dj is non-existent which is fair anybody with eyes who watch the game thinks kentucky is the better team if they have any size at all opportunity for sure but damn we look good and tj you know what i think it comes down to it's it's whenever we get into political takes and uh, you and I aren't very far off. We're just like a little bit leaning one way versus a little bit leaning the other way. I feel like that's where you are. We're like, we're all kind of generally agreeing. It's just you're a little bit more um, uh, hard lining. Like, damn it, that you, why'd you let that one slip away? You're up six going to the final media timeout. Like, yeah. Not, circumstances aside, like, just find a way to win the damn game. Total, well put. Totally agree with all of that. And like when Kirby was reading his points, I was like, "Yeah, I agree with all of this." It's just, <laughs> it's almost, it's almost like you know, you had a, a like a six leg parlay, but you made all the bets individually, and I'm mad because it didn't hit, and you all are happy because like, hey, no, we won five other, we won right, five out of right. six bets, baby. Um, and that's that's a, that's the way to kind of put it. Like everything's going to be fun. This is going to be a fun year, and we deserve it as a fan base. We deserve. Uh, this is what we've been asking for. This is what we've been wanting. It looks like we're going to get it. That was just an opportunity that would have helped you on Selection Sunday. It doesn't hurt you, and that's all right. Plenty more opportunities, but that just would have been probably a seed bumper. Um, but maybe you get a one seed anyways, and it's all – it's you know, Kentucky's going to go 39-1. and one. I know he hasn't been great yet, and I don't expect him to be a super efficient this season, but this is the kind of game DJ Wagner is made for. The entire second half felt like we were two Reeves threes away from winning it. Yeah, 
Guys, I was at the game, could not be happier with the Cats. Overwhelming Kansas present fans-wise. I've had to chalk it up to anything, pun intended, coaching once again. Overall, though, super confident about this team and think we'll be tough out come March. We're back. That's interesting. I had a buddy that was there that said he thought UK maybe had the slight fan advantage. But I'll tell you, on TV, it sounded awesome. Uh, again, maybe a little biased. I thought UK fans sounded a little bit louder, but it went back and forth throughout yeah, the entire yeah. game. And, Roush, one point that I'll make about this, you hear all the national media dorks. I know there's people locally that feel certain ways about it. Everybody's entitled to their dumb opinions. But you hear about the home and homes, the home and homes. Neutral site games can be awesome, too. And I, my buddy who went to the game last night said that that felt like an NCAA tournament game. They said the atmosphere was awesome. No, it mm. wasn't like shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder packed house. But those are good neutral site games. Doesn't mean all of them are good, but you got it. If you find the right city and you put the right teams together, you can have neutral site games that are the that are the bee's knees, for a lack of a better word. And I think last night it, it was right. Home and home, it can be great, but that allows like you know that allowed. 6,000 UK fans to go watch them play Kansas. If that game's at Kansas, do 6,000 UK fans get to go to that game? Absolutely not. It allowed 6,000 or 7,000 the way that this uh, texter talks about it. Kansas fans or however many there were to go watch a game. Um, neutral site games can be beneficial. Just a random take. Everybody always so home and home, but a, the right neutral site game. That one in Vegas, UK, UNC in Vegas, that was special. You got to have the right teams and you got to be in the right city. I'd like to add that uh, Michigan State is not the right team. Um, they stink. And Tom Izzo, watching him call a timeout with 17 seconds down 10, I was losing my damn mind. Like, what are you doing, Izzo? Kentucky hit more threes in that little Dillingham uh, threes flurry than they've hit all year. It was two minutes. They hit more threes than Michigan State hit all year. Um, so suck it, Izzo. Suck it, Michigan State. Ooh, and I've got some breaking news too, TJ, after you make oh. this comment. I was just going to say, we need a name for like U of L and 13. They called it like the boom because Coach K had a quote about it or something. We need a phrase for like when the UK offense just kind of gets silly, like where it's like, okay, watch out. They're running, they're shooting, they're scoring, they're feeling it. Uh, I don't pretend to have it right now. I'm sure one of maybe somebody in the sack pack can come up with something, but we need something for that, just where it like snaps and it clicks for this team. Because yeah, that's fun. Yeah. All right, what's the breaking news? Uh, somebody somebody this, uh Sack is a bourbon snob. Like, dude, you're 22. Why are you a bourbon snob? Get, get wow. the hell out of here. Just, just, drink, just drink bourbon. It mostly the tastes eight. the same anyway. Um, Deshaun Watson, out for the year. Plays his best game as a Cleveland Brown. Uh, the Browns announced that he had an MRI after the game, and he broke a bone in his shoulder and will have season-ending surgery. So oh right when gosh. the Browns – Finally get him playing competent football. Uh, he's out for the year. Just My wife is going to be ecstatic. She's going to be able to like cheer on and watch the Browns the rest of the year. Seriously, I'd like yeah, I, I, I need to text her right after the show. She's gonna be pumped to hear this. It's just it's she hates her some Deshaun Watson. Oh man. And, but like you finally got him playing good to where it made it feel like the juices were at the squeeze. Nope, out for the year. So who was their other quarterback? He played P well. P.J. Walker. Uh, no, my name is T.J. Walker, and I was a flag football quarterback. I haven't dusted off the cleats in years, Roush. A texter on the Thornton's text line. Oh, these late game possessions and decisions are just vomit worthy. It was pretty bad. Uh, overall, super confident about this team. Think we'll be a tough outcome. March, we're back. I agree with that. Just imagine the SEC tournament games down there. We're gonna be. It's gonna be fun. 
And let's win the conference while we're at it. Why run switch that play? Why run that play at the final possession toward Dick towards Dickinson's sides? Why are we trying to get a switch and a shot over him? I don't think that they were trying to get him in the play at all. Yeah, they were trying to get it to Reeves, but <clears throat> Kansas was all over that, so they went to their second option, which was Reed. And I mean, all in all, TJ, I, I I didn't mind. I didn't mind the the play. It was the execution. I mean, they just didn't get a good look. It was good action. It just didn't create the open shot. I appreciate the effort to try to get something, but I think it should have been inside out versus just outside out. But uh, mm. but you know, there it's it is game number three, and this team is you know still all figuring it out. But. We had fun watching Kentucky basketball. We all want the win. I, I'm not settling for really anything else without with this group, but this is it was enjoyable, and that's important. We're out of time, Roush. It's going to be a fun season. We get mm-hmm. NFL, college football, all that good stuff tomorrow. U of L tonight against Coppin State. Great and NFL then, game tomorrow night too. By the way, great Thursday then, night game. Bengals Ravens. Then the Cats play basketball again on Friday, and we can't wait for it. Everybody have a good hump day. Try to get a nap in if you can or some coffee from Thornton's. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, DJ Wolf, Justin Caleb.